Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Ball Show. I am Mr. Malice, and I am joined here on video this time with Christoph Bathory from Dawn's of, Dawn of Ashes, um, a badass band if you haven't listened to it yet. Go check it out. Um, Christoph, how you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So for those of you that caught the uh, last interview, I think on anchor we are sitting at about a thousand listens on that episode so we're doing pretty good on that um christoph agreed to come back on to talk to us about the left hand path and we're going to do some venting about some other things as well but (laughs) we're going to get into it we're going to get into it but let's get into the meat the meat of the podcast first um this is going to be basically him talking me listening because i have no information on this uh christoph is going to share with us would it be appropriate to say religious view? I mean, in a sense, yeah. I've philosophical, spiritual, um, I guess it could go under religion. Um, just depends on how you define religion. You know, okay. it's not a dogmatic religion. So, I mean, um, I, I, I like to put it under spirituality or philosophical. Okay. All right. Well, he's going to get into that, and he's going to tell us about it. And I'm very curious to hear what this is. So tell us about the left-hand path, Christoph. Well, I think I mentioned to you before, a lot of people, including myself, when I first got introduced to the left-hand path, it was, um, you know, LeVay Satanism. That was kind of like a gateway to all my other knowledge of the left-hand path. And... Everybody thinks that the left-hand path is Satanism and atheistic Satanism, which it, it, it's not. That is a form of the left-hand path. But what the left-hand path is, it's um, the path of the self. It's um, the path towards self-evolution. Um, that majority of the human race are in a sleep-like state, sleep-like state, and uh, follow a herd mentality. So every single human being on this planet has the potential to be something more than what they are. They have something called the divine spark. We call it the black flame. Um, We utilize ritualistic magic to awaken this flame towards evolution, but we carry it. Each individual person carries this, this spark within them. Um, So each individual person, when they follow the left-hand path, they have their own individual path. They may follow the same order or the same beliefs, but everybody has their own way of doing this. Um, So the difference between the left and the right-hand path is we don't submit to anything. We don't bow down to anything. Um, We have guidance from something, but we we don't worship it. So with the right-hand path, right-hand path religions, it's all about uh, absorbing into something else or bowing down to something or submitting to something. It's all about, the left-hand path is all about individual evolution into something more than what we are. So we have the potential to be our own individual gods instead of worshiping a god. Right. That's interesting. So you call it the black flame. Yes. 
See this there. This is like I've I've I grew up um, with with paganism in my life. My mom's my mother's a witch, uh-huh. um, but I suppose you would consider that like the right hand path. Uh, I wouldn't say Wiccan. She hates that term. She doesn't like anybody calling her Wiccan. Um, but she's into fairy magic and things like that, and we never we never heard of this stuff. Like, I mean, so my mom's that side, and then my father was a Catholic. How that worked out, I don't know. I grew um, up as Catholic, so I know. <laughs> I, I, my my family in uh, New York, they're hardcore Catholic Italians. So there you go. But you're, yeah. So you're from New York. Back and forth from L.A. and New York, yeah. Okay, where where in New York? Upstate or city? Upstate. Me too. Okay. <laughs> Why we get along? <laughs> yeah, Sy- Syracuse area. Okay, Orange County. Okay, yeah, I know where that's at. <laughs> there you go. Rock on. Yeah. Um. So, when it comes to ritual work, Okay, or like living spiritually, I suppose. How does that go day to day with you? Well, let's um, touch base on kind of what you were talking about with paganism. Okay. So there is, paganism is not completely right-hand path. I mean, there is left-hand path paganism as long as, you know, you're not submitting to something. So you, you, you're taking responsibility that all the magic is coming from you yourself. So mm-hmm. when it comes to ritual, it's not really, it's not really the, the wand that's causing the magic. It's not really, they, they're, they're basically, those are the tools, but it's, everything is you, you're creating all this. So when it comes to ritualistic magic, it's like, Example, um, what is it called? Uh, fuck, I can't think of it right now. Um, it's this whole. The, what's the secret about? You know the movie. This. this or yes. The book, the yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. The secret. Um, law the whole uh, law of attraction. There it is. So everybody thinks that the law of attraction is the universe doing this this work, and it, it's not. It's the individual doing the work. Mm-hmm. So. With the left-hand path, we don't think that the universe or something is doing this work. It's us. Not to say that we don't believe in some sort of like spiritual realm or anything like that mm-hmm. or there, there's something. But the focus is that we're, we're center. Mm-hmm. We're the center of the universe. Right. And we have the power to control our lives. I'm, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. See, the way that I've always believed it over years of research, investigation, things like that. So I look at it, for lack of a better term, I guess you could call it the source. I believe that everybody and everything is connected in one way or another. It is, sure. Most things don't happen by chance. Are there things that happen through coincidence? Yes. Do most things happen through coincidence? No. Okay. Everything happens for a reason because of the traje- trajectory that you're putting yourself on. Right? And so things are being put in place in front of you because of that path that you want to be on. Right? So right. if you try hard enough, if you want to, for example, you want to be a musician, you want to be a famous musician. So how do you do that? Well, you put the focus on that trajectory and then 
through the work that you put in, things will start to be put in place in front of you because that's what you're pulling into yourself, right? You right. are pulling it into yourself. I look at the spirit as a battery, right? The, the soul. Um, I do believe in reincarnation, but the, the soul is nothing more than a battery. Um, when you die, it goes on to something else, and that's why you don't remember a goddamn thing of what your previous life was. If, I think about, if you think about it scientifically, the electrical signals in your brain, everything that you do is electrical signals in your brain. And we know through science that energy doesn't just disappear. It just right. it changes form. So therefore, the energy that's in your brain doesn't or shouldn't just disappear when you die, right? It, it moves on to something else, okay? That energy, that spirit is connected to everything. Right. Now, you make the decision of whether or not you actually want to pull in on that. Right? That's, right. that's how that works. How so the would the left-hand path look at that? Well, so I, I'm not an atheistic left-hand path practitioner. So the great thing about the left-hand path, there's theistic, atheistic, uh, you know, polytheistic. So there's so many different approaches to the left-hand path. I actually believe in energy work. I believe I'm not an atheist at all. I believe that there's something that has given man this power, this 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 flame within us. I, I when we're doing magic, there's a who's that. <laughs> so anyway, so we use this uh, magic, the energy. Um, we black magic, for instance, there's there's different forms of black magic. There's no we don't we don't, you know, the whole media thing that, you know, you sacrifice animals and mm -hmm. all that oh, jumbo it has nothing to do with that. There's black magic, which is the the magic that is the that helps cause the evolution of the self. And then there's black magic that causes influence on what we, there's the subjective and objective universe. So inner and outer. So this is the type of ritual magic we do, um, where we're, we have influence over ourselves and, and our environment. So, so I think one of the things that I kind of like look at when it comes to when we were talking about, when I talked about the source, was the whole idea is that I, I kind of believe on the same lines of what you're talking about is that the power comes from you. You have your own energy that you can manipulate and move and that you are kind of like the center of your own universe. But I think that there's something, and I think we're kind of on the same page here, is that there's something bigger that you can pull from. There's something that, bigger that you can draw from to do bigger things. Now, one thing I'm curious about is the left-hand path or your the left-hand path that you follow is it solitary or does it is it open to group work well i can't really get into complete discussion about it but i mean i am in an order a left-hand path order i can't really talk about it so i do do group work but also solitary work so you can definitely do solitary work as long as you are causing change in your life. So, I mean, as long as, I mean, it's, it's great to have what we, what I call left-hand path school or whatever religion, mm -hmm. church, 
whatever you want to call it. It's different than the right-hand path terms for religion or church. Um, as long as you're doing things that's causing, doing the proper things that's causing changes in your life, and you can recognize that, then yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. Do you think that it played a part in your music career? Of course. I think magic, um, music is one of the most powerful forms of magic. For instance, it's like if I create a song, it has an influence over my fans. If I play live, it has some sort of energy, emotional charge mm -hmm. over my fans. It causes right. influence. That's a form of magic. Right. I completely and it get that. Of myself. Yes, I, I completely get that. I'm going to use an off, not necessarily an off base um, reference, but when I was younger, um, Marilyn Manson was a big influence in me as a kid. Okay. Like, yeah. Sure. Huge. Um, and I remember during the Antichrist Superstar era, that man commanded the crowd. Like, he could tell them to do anything, and they probably would do it. I know because I was one of them. <laughs> um, and I feel that same vibe, even though the music, the style of the music is completely different, I feel, I feel that same vibe with your music. Like, I listen to it, and I, I, can, I, can, I get lost in it. The, the, right. the imagery, the sound, um, you know, everything that it is, it, it's on another level. And I don't, I don't say that like, I'm not kissing your ass. Okay. Like, like I say that, like I say that because I mean it. Um, it's, it's on a completely different level. Now, as far as the content of your music, does your magic, do you put that into it? Does that go hand in hand or? I, I mean, I guess it depends on the content of the song. Um, I feel like anything, any, any of the, the the lyrical content is if it causes some sort of change in someone's thought process, mm -hmm. I feel like the magic is working. You know, um, the most recent album touches on the topic of the downfall of society, and. You know, I touch. Seems to go right there. <laughs> yeah, I touch on the topic of the the herd mentality, this this, this mm -hmm. sleep state, and I'm sure that you know some of the fans when they hear it, they they read the content and they're like, "Fuck, well, we want to break away from what's going on," you right. know, and so I caused some sort of influence in their lives, right within my music. So do but, you use your music like a ritual sometimes? Like, is it, can it be kind of like converted like to? I, th I feel like the process of being a musician, a music producer is always some form of ritual um, in so many different ways. I mean, I can mm -hmm. just, just within the self, within, you know, whoever's mm -hmm. listening to music, it, the whole thing is a ritual. Because I know that, like, so in, in paganism and even, like, being a satanic witch, like, there's a lot on visualization, right? There's a lot on the, I kind don't of want to say the theatrical side of it. 
I mean, for lack of a better term, um, to put yourself into a mindset to create something from nothing, um, to manipulate your energy, to manipulate the world around you, um, which is why I asked the question, which is why I kind of touching base on the music, because we use music and ritual to help focus our minds. I know I do, I do tarot readings live on stream. And right. um, music is a very important part about the process of that reading. Uh, what I'm listening to helps focus me and direct my energy to where I want it to be. So when I bring into like kind of like the music into the fold here, it, it's the sense that I understand that when we do rituals, there's kind of like or spell work, there's a specific goal in mind. Uh, I, I don't want to sit here and say that you're like, imply that you're trying to control the world with your music. That's not what I'm trying to imply. But, but you, you technically are. I mean, in a left-hand path, you are controlling the world. You're just controlling your world. You're not controlling... Okay. You're not controlling, like... See, that's the thing, is that it's self-centered. So mm -hmm. you are controlling the world because it's like, again, you're, since you're centered and you're causing changes within yourself and everything around you, Mm -hmm. That's when you exactly. become the deity. See, I was always brought up to th uh, to think yourself of a god as a god was arrogant, which is one of the reasons why I was so attracted to Levian Satanism when I was younger, and kind of continued with that into adulthood. Was the idea of being your own god? Well, um, the whole the whole focus. I mean, it's not arrogant because we don't believe believe not to help others or. But the focus is that, I mean, you gotta, you gotta serve yourself first before you can, you know, it's like first mold yourself into this, this strong being and then mm -hmm. share those tools with the next person over. And you don't like, you know, baby them through it. You give them the mm -hmm. tools and you say, here, learn it, you know, and fish. Do, do the work. We're not going to do the work for you. Mm -hmm. It's your job to do the work. Yeah. Teach a man to fish concept. Exactly. I, I can definitely get that. I can definitely get behind that. I mean, and so what about um, tenants? Like, so, you know, in Levain Satanism, and there's, an, the, I think, the nine satanic tenants. Um, I think the satanic temple has six or something like that, six or seven tenants. Obviously, we know the Ten Commandments, right? And then with Wicca, there's the Wiccan Reed. Is there anything specific that's been handed down to you that you follow? Or is it what you perceive as being necessary at that particular point in time? The, the, the moral compass, so to speak. Well, I mean, I've been in various orders um, throughout the years. I mean, I've learned, they all pretty much have this uh, same concept in the left-hand path. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely have my, I have my morals. Um, and it's just, you know, I mean, it, you are using morals to be a, 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 mm -hmm. a better human being and something bigger than you are. Um, you know, I, I think there's a code that everybody follows. 
So you believe in kind of like one kind of like universal morality. Yeah, I mean, should be uh, an idea that everybody kind of follows. You know, uh, for example, in like the like the order that I'm involved in, um, if someone's you know has some criminal background or is just a a piece of shit or completely crazy and emotionally or mentally unstable, they're not allowed in it. So, I mean, I, I don't really, if there's, I mean, I like moral, I, I'm completely drug free, alcohol free. I'm vegan. Um, I don't go around placing harm on other people. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I developed more morals being in the left-hand path than I was when I was outside of it. It taught me how to be a better human being. My, my respects. I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't give up my meat, and I couldn't give. I couldn't give up my my my, my beer. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. my, my my respects on that. Um, I think um, I was vegetarian for all of two hours, and my mom and went went and bought a hamburger and put it in front of me, and ate another one in front of me, and that was it. Yeah, that's the you know. Again, with my own path, I mean, I hang out with people that smoke weed and drink and and eat meat and they're always like and i hang out with them they're always like well you're like one of these vegans that doesn't care that we do any of this stuff and i'm like well it's because i'm doing this for me i'm not doing it for you you do you and i do me i appreciate that thank you (laughs) um i i mean now if if they were like you know torturing mm -hmm. animals in front of me it'd be a different fucking story but i mean there's there i'm gonna be honest let's touch on that for a second though because I do kind of want to get your perspective on that, because that's something that's important to me. There's one thing that I that I um, noticed about human beings, especially people like myself. And I'm calling, I'm calling, ladies, I'm calling out my own faults here. Okay, I'm calling out my, my own hypocrisy. Okay, um, I don't want to get into details, but there were certain videos that were going around on Twitter um, after the beginning of the pandemic about a particular culture, um, cooking particular animals that... I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't want to get too specific about it, but, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You should call them out. Because you I know, know exactly... You're talking about the Taiwanese... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Taiwanese, China... So, those are people that deserve what they're getting, because that shit just pisses me off. It, 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 it Me too. But what, what bothers me about my hypocrisy on that, it's my hypocrisy, is that when I see those videos, it, it pulls my fucking heart out. But then I have no problem going to fucking Chili's and ordering a fucking double, you know? And I, I sit there and you kind of think about it for a second. It's like, is it because I'm not seeing it? Like, I've seen the videos of the production lines. And the production lines, dis- like, it's like, why would you treat the When I buy meat, I try to buy organic, like grass-fed organic like meat where uh, from cows that like are free roaming they're not on a line same thing with the milk that i buy um i personally don't drink milk i drink almond milk but um for the little man that you saw kind of pop into scene uh <laughs> he, he he drinks milk um so but i feel like such a goddamn hypocrite because one side of things when it's a cat or a dog like a domestic, I think something we consider a domestic pet. 
pulls me harder than, you know, a cow or a lamb or something else. So I guess what 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 puts you on to say okay vegan no animal products I mean I've been on and off vegan since fuck I mean uh fuck the late 90s and then um I did it a lot for like health and diet reasons and then, you know, I did the whole pescatarian thing for a while, and it just got to a point throughout me just not eating meat that I just didn't care for it. And when I went back to the pescatarian thing, I was just like, I just couldn't do it for some reason. And I just don't, like, I personally, even when I wasn't vegan, I can't stand dairy. I just think it's gross, just the concept of it. <laughs> but, you know... I'm vegan for my own personal personal choices. You know, I'm not one of the the militant vegans that goes out and shoves my bullshit down people's throats. You know, um, if someone wants to, you know, poison themselves by going to McDonald's and eating unhealthy food, I mean, that's that's their problem, not mine. Um, right. I honestly, on a, I mean, like in a su survival situation, um, if you had to eat meat, you would do it. So, but you do it in a humane way. Mm -hmm. So, if someone eats meat and they do it in a humane way, I respect that more than someone who goes buys meat from a slaughterhouse. It's just, it's mm -hmm. just terrible. Mm -hmm. It's like the same with buying it at, at McDonald's. They just do it in a very inhumane way. Um, but it's kind of, it's just a, a life choice for me. Um, I just feel like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all the way. I'm not going to kind of half-ass it. Well, I think that's important too, like in general in life, is like when you're going to do something, you got to go all the way with it. You can't go, you can't do it. Like, I'm, I'm going to dip my toe and see how it feels. Like it's, it's either you're in or you're out. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not, I mean, there was a point when I was vegan where I was like, super super hardcore about it about everything and to the point where it was like getting me sick and you know if i by accidentally ate something that had something in it i would just like give myself a hard time about it and now it's just like i just don't eat dairy or meat and i don't wear animal prop like you know leather mm -hmm. i mean i try not to i, right. I don't think i have anything that's <laughs> leather but you know, I'm not I always gonna... tried. Sorry to cut you off. No, it's a... go ahead. So, I was just gonna say, I'm not gonna beat myself up if I go into the movie theater and there's a leather seat and I have to fucking. I'm not gonna go and be like, man, I'm not gonna. Can't watch this movie because of the seat. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I respect someone more if they. If they're gonna eat meat and they eat it where you know it's done in a humane way instead of an mm -hmm. inhumane way. I, I try to I try to look at it in terms of like um, I suppose the Native Americans. Obviously, Native Americans they ate meat, but they only hunted what was necessary to feed people in the tribe, as well as the skins being used for clothing, blankets, shelter, bones being used for tools, things like that. Every part of the animal was used. 
Um, nothing. And did a, a, a um, like a, a a ritual, and they did a blessing to the animal mm -hmm. after they, they 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 killed it. You know, mm -hmm. it's not these people who do it in a disgusting way where they're doing they're just fucked up and do something to the animal because they're just piece of shit human beings. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, well, I mean, the problem is, I think, I think the thing is, is the problem is the fucking money, man. Like, I mean, to be completely honest, it's like I, one of the topics I've done in one of my other podcasts, I'm not going to mention the name here, but um, I look at it. So when somebody starts a business, that business and the owner is worried about, you know, the employees, the satisfaction of the customer, the quality of the product. You know, there's a lot of passion that goes into it. And when that passion helps that business grow and it crosses that line to where now there's shareholders, the board of directors. I mean, I just look at Apple. I mean, look at the philosophy of Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs had a philosophy going into Apple, creating Apple computers. The whole thing wasn't just money. There was like a whole philosophy behind it. Then you get the shareholders to come in, and then it's like, well, fuck the people, man. Like, I wanna, I wanna, I'm covering my bottom line. And then it becomes an entity. Right? And, and everything that ha we have done as a society moving through history has become a fucking entity. It doesn't give a shit about the people. It doesn't give a shit about the world around us. You know, the whole fucking thing is the goddamn bottom line. Sorry, I'm getting a little passionate about this here. Um, you know, and it's just people just don't give a fuck anymore. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> it's, it's, started. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like better bad shit happens to you than it happens to me. It's like, ah, yeah, sorry, dude. Bad, you know, bad luck. And it, it irritates me beyond. Like, I loathe it beyond all imaginable belief. Like, I absolutely abhor that mentality. And it's it just rampant through society. I mean, I live in Mexico. I'm from New York. I live in Mexico. I used to live in Istanbul, Turkey. I've traveled a lot across the world. Okay, it's one of the things that when I finished university, when I finished college, I was like, you know what? I just want to get the fuck out of here. And it's yeah. everywhere. Like, Rammstein's song, America, like, dude, it's like 100% accurate. It doesn't matter where the fuck you go. You're always in America. You're always in the States. You know? I mean, when, when, when uh, here in Mexico, Dia de los Muertos, when, you know, they set the altars and you see a Coke can, you know, sitting on an altar for Dia de los Muertos, like the most traditional holiday in all of Mexico. It's like, fuck, it's like you even, you even got to that. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's McDonald's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, it's just absolutely Walmart, man. There's Walmart fucking everywhere. Like, in college, we used to call Walmart the evil empire. We never used to say Walmart. It's like, wait, where are you going, the evil empire? Okay, let's go. <laughs> right. So, and I guess that's a good segue for your little venting session so we can start pitching. Oh, <laughs> so before we started the show, we we're kind of, uh, we we're kind of ranting a little bit about social media and the necessity, unfortunate necessity of social media and society today. Uh, <laughs> I could already see the look in your face. Uh, no, it's just like, it's like, it's a boiling point for me. So I'm just like, oh man, it's going to get me all fucking worked up. 
Oh, I mean, I'll like be able to get it out. in my hand right now. I'm like just like, like crinkling it right now. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Lay it Ask out, man. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we'll start general. We'll start broad spectrum. Just social media in general. Like, pros and cons. I think the whole formality of social media has just changed so much it was like such a a great tool and it's just it's not even just social media it's like fucking smartphones and just um it's just changed so much and i i mean i remember i fuck i was just i was just talking to someone about you know how like awesome it was to go into a video store and go browse around and fucking pick up a, a fucking VHS and kind of like, or like the VHSs are all gone. You're like, fuck, I have to wait till there's just something about it, you know? And, you know, the whole, like if cell phones didn't exist and like you go out and you actually have to go find mm -hmm. the person that you're looking for. There's just some sort of excitement about doing these things. And I feel like for artists, and I'm, I'm talking about like back in the, the MySpace days, um, social media was good. You know, you, you, you put a song up, everybody gets to hear it. Everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody gets to see your fucking show. Like, you know, there's no algorithms and all this bullshit. Like, it's like they started with the algorithms on artist page and now they're doing it on personal pages now and it's on everything. And it's just like, so now you have to like, I can't even like express how much it's stressful, like to be like, Oh fuck, I want to promote something mm -hmm. and no one sees it because I didn't fucking post it at this fucking time. And some, some fucking stupid ass bullshit is getting more attention than that one thing. So mm -hmm. let's talk about TikTok. So some some fucking alternative chick throws her shoes in the air and then bam, it comes down. She's in a new outfit. 50,000 fucking followers. Artists post their shit. Their fans don't get to see it because that got the attention. It's like, what's the fucking point? Mm-hmm. No, I, mean, I don't have the fucking patience to learn about the whole algorithm thing. You know, I'm fucking like almost 40 years old and I have to fucking sit there and study like how I can compete against some, you know, person that's posting this stupid bullshit that is, mm -hmm. it's not even important. I mean, I can I can objectively see kind of like the creativity involved in certain things, but no, see, some of it's great. Some of it's mm -hmm. great, but I'm just seeing the, the, these just videos of, I've seen some awesome stuff like TikTok people posting like, you know, food recipes and, mm -hmm. and stuff that's like intellectual, but there's just other shit where it's just like, really, this is what you people are focusing on. Well, and the problem right. is, is it turns in TikTok runs off of trends. So it's like one person does something that becomes popular and then everybody else does it. It's it's about being collective. Like I grew up on the whole concept of two things, two T-shirts, 
two t-shirt quotes from Spencer's. <laughs> okay, which was okay. I uh, you laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at you because you're all the same. And those who are different change the world. Those who are the same keep it that way. I like that was like my life philosophy growing up. It's still my life philosophy. It's how I look at things. It's like I don't want to be like everybody else. Okay, whether you believe, I'm still wearing Jankos, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. That's so weird. I was just talking about that because I used to be like in the 90s, like skater, like metal, and I, I had Jankos. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I remember the day when we wore fucking Jankos and extra large corn shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Such- I get it. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm wearing I'm wearing the fucking Janko kangaroos right now, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm jealous that you can even find those. Janko.com. They're they're still alive and well. Wow, that's crazy. So, but you're talking two hundred and fifty dollars a pair of fucking pants. So. <laughs> Damn. Wow. That's why so I only I, got one pair. <laughs> so yeah, I don't mean to sound like a, a bitter old man about the whole thing, and I mean I am, um, but. It's not even about like I have like this uh, jealous thing towards those type of videos. It's that like this algorithm thing. It's like if it, unless I subject myself to start doing stuff like that, no one's mm-hmm. gonna give a fuck. And it's not even that no one's gonna give a fuck about what I'm doing. It's that Instagram or Facebook are not going to put it in the spotlight like this other garbage. And it's just sad. It's sad that, that that's how it is. It's like, I mean, I might as well go back to standing in front of somewhere passing out flyers. I think that would have more of an effect now than fucking social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, being in, I mean, I'm far less in the public eye than you are. But being in the public eye, nonetheless, um, I, I look at social media as, as unnecessary evil. Um, Twitter and Instagram specifically. I, I don't touch TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I used to be, and then I just like, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing yeah. this. I, yeah. I, I'm with you. I was like, I started one, and I think I posted like three videos. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, then I got Why to am point I doing this? I was like, what? What do I post here? I don't do the things that these people are doing. Like, I mean, like I'm. I'm going to start making videos of me doing like stuff with keyboards and synthesizers. And I mean, that's cool, but I don't know. I'm just not into makeup tutorials and all this bullshit. Like I, I wear makeup, but I'm not going to be like, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, exactly. This is how you do people it. Suck my dick because I, I fucking put eyeshadow on, you know, it's well, like, well, and then you, then you get into the whole thing. Then you're whole, then you start putting yourself in the whole fucking mentality that, you know, there's already fifty thousand people fucking doing this. How do I fucking do it to make people more interested? You know, right. sh- shit like that. And it's like, who fucking cares, man? Like, exactly. I mean, I mean, it's in my it's opinion. so fucking liberating. Lately, I've been like, I just, I used to like um, a couple of years ago. I post every bullshit thing I'm doing and always constantly doing my makeup and selfies and all this type of shit. And it was just so fucking attention seeking. And lately I just been like, I don't even want to go on this shit. And man, does it feel great. It's just like cut the cord. You were talking about, we're talking about uh, submitting to a God. 
there's your god social media snip it you're liberated actually there's a a show on fucking netflix it's not netflix um amazon prime prime video that's just about that that social media and electronics become gods and then it's like a war between like odin and like the old gods and the new gods of social media and shit like that and then netflix had did you see the netflix documentary the social social something i can't remember it was about social media about how social media is detrimental to people like they actually had people from facebook from twitter from instagram go on interviewed them and said yeah they made these algorithms specifically to fucking pull you in like it's all about the advertising it's how many ads you fucking see yeah i i had a a talk with one of my it was actually today and i think this is why we got in the conversation i talked to one of my um band members how like I just like am losing the drive because I just don't want to subject myself to be to being sucked into like this bullshit on social media I just refuse to fucking do it like I'll post up here and there it's like if something I'm gonna do but I'm not gonna spend every fucking moment of my life like telling everybody every fucking thing I'm doing just so I can get people to, to, to follow my shit. It's just. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I, just, I, I think there's still validity in the old school way of doing things. Um, I mean, one of the things that I, I, for example, like I appreciate about, about your music is the fact that you're not trying to fit into a trend and make people like it for, for the money. Obviously as a musician, you want to make fucking money. That's fucking obvious. You know, that's what you do for a goddamn living. But you're not going above and beyond trying to be fucking Katy Perry, the goth version, you know, to to make goddamn money. And unfortunately, I see so many people doing that. Like, I mean, look, I still love Marilyn Manson's music, but like, I honestly like kind of like dropped a little bit. I don't want to say, yeah, I dropped a little respect on him. Like I, I have little respect for how he's doing things because he's, he's always been a media whore and it's just, you know, new ways to kind of put himself out there. And he does, he does everything. And I appreciate the fact that you, I personally feel as a fan of yours that you're keeping it real. Like you're doing what you want to fucking do, how you want to fucking do it. And you're like, you know what? Fuck you people. Like, I'm not going to do what the fuck you want me to do because you say, Hey, this is cool. No. Well, I mean, so Dawn of Ashes will be 20 years old next year. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing it quite a while. And I'm just honestly just exhausted. And I've tried to like kind of like doing certain things to put myself in a certain rank. Mm-hmm. And now I just don't give a fuck because I feel like it doesn't matter. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do what the fuck I want. Like... If you're gonna like it, you're gonna like it. If you're not, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, exactly. I just don't. I don't give a fuck. I don't. I don't so I, don't I, I can like give a fuck what anybody has to say about me. Like, mm-hmm. I just so how, much, how, how much longer you plan on kicking the can? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like going with Dawn of Ashes? You're talking like like you know where your age is at, how old the band is. I guess that's I guess that's a relevant question considering what we're talking about. Like, I mean, to be honest, there's been a um, 
moments throughout the years where I'm like, man, fuck, I can't fucking do this anymore. But I'm like, I can't, I can't stop. It's my, it's my blood. It's my baby. It's who I am. I mean, Dawn of Ashes is like, it's like every, we're talking about like an individual path and Mm -hmm. it's like every album is like a piece of me. Like, even if it's one that I don't give a fuck about, like an album that I just don't care about, it still was a part of me, and it's like my my bloodline. So it's like, if I stop DOA, and I tried it, we, we called, or I called quits a couple of years ago, and it just felt weird. It was like, it was like killing my, my clone or something like that mm-hmm. off. So I'm like, I just can't do it. But I'm just at the point where it's like, the bitter old man is just like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to keep this going. And fuck, if I get, if I have two fans left, that that's it. I'm still going to keep going. Well, I mean, I'm not going to stop listening to your stuff. Um, <laughs> so, well, because the thing is, it's like, I loved Cyclone 9 and then Cyclone 9 died. And then, like, I got into, like, Combi Christ, and I was like, okay, it's kind of like Cyclone 9. Um, and then you guys, like I said, you you followed me on Twitter, and I was like, wait, what is this? Wait, what? There, there's still bands like this? <laughs> you know? Which is funny, and, is that, like, uh, us and Cyclone started out on the same, I mean, there's a whole huge history about both of us. I'm actually in another project with one of their members. Oh, really? So, nice. nice. Um, who's actually one of my really, really good friends. So we, we have a long history. Uh, it's been like up and down with us. But mm-hmm. yeah, there isn't a lot of bands left that are doing this sort of thing. I think there's just like there's a couple bands. Like, I mean, I think Ghost Main is kind of delving into the industrial thing and mm-hmm. Three Teeth and a couple other Three Teeth is good. Three Teeth, between Three Teeth and Ghost Main, holy fuck, man. They came out of fucking nowhere. Like, like Ghost Main, I know he came from, like, the underground Miami kind of hip-hop scene. And, like, I caught him, like, on the hip-hop end of things. And I liked him because he incorporated kind of the industrial shit. And now it's like his new stuff is just, like, a whole other fucking level. Um, and you feel like he puts a lot of the vibes in, um, with, uh, I mentioned it the last interview we had and I can't remember the name of it, the, what he believes in, what he follows. I can't remember what it is. Um, yeah, the whole Aleister Crowley thing, stuff like that. And he's really heavy into that. Three teeth has taken off because of the political end of shit. They're definitely like, they're like the industrial version of fucking Rage Against the Machine. Um, you know, especially with the whole President X thing. That that took off more than I actually thought it would. I didn't think that the whole President X thing was going to... I thought it was going to be like a gimmick, and then people fucking grabbed onto it. And go, Woo! Um, so that was that was surprising to me. Um, but yeah, they, they came out of fucking left field. Uh, I, I definitely dig um, both of them. Um, but I think there's, I'm going to be honest, like when it comes to staying to what it's about, that's Dawn of Ashes. 
Like that's where it comes I mean, I from. I can't say that. You know, I didn't make a lot of mistakes throughout my career. I mean, you know, we have a couple albums where it's like straight up, you know, black and death metal or whatever. And you mm-hmm. know, I lost electronics. I thought that was a really not the greatest idea, but I mean, good stuff came out out of it. You know, we were on a pretty large metal label, and we went on some big tours and played with a lot of big metal acts. Mm-hmm. But I think it was bad to kind of like exclude all the industrial, or not exclude, uh, like just kick out the industrial stuff. So I mean, we're kind of. I think it was important for me to introduce that back into our music after. But I mean, you know. Sometimes you just kind of get bored of doing the same thing all the time. Look, so. the one thing musically that I like about going through your discography is one of the things that you never lost was the whole rhythm. You never lost the rhythm. Um, <laughs> like, it's something you you can still fucking bob your head to it. Like, there's some people that try to do what you do, and I'm not going to say it sounds bad, but it's like okay, I, I can't I can't headbang to this. I, I can't because like I can't even catch a goddamn drum line. Um, and with your shit, it's there. Like the beat, the rhythm, like it's there. You can fucking hear it. Each instrument clearly. Right. I mean, yeah. like even when uh, I was doing the pure dark electro shit, whatever, when we first started out. I mean, I was. I've always been heavily influenced by metal and hardcore music so i i even when writing electronic stuff i i threw in like the breakdowns and the vibe of like what you get from metal so it's always been there and i feel like people don't understand that if like one album sounds completely different like if we did the whole like just pure metal thing mm-hmm. there's always been that metal concept it's just you know, one album lost completely the electronics, which is again not the greatest idea. But you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. You, you do what you have to do as you advance through what you feel like you need to do. Like it, it's artistic expression at the end of the goddamn day. You know, right. like it's it's coming it's coming from your goddamn soul. Like it's not coming from anybody else. It's like at the end of the day, you do it for you, and if somebody else likes it, fucking cool. You know. And, and that's kind of how it has to be. Like, once you start going into what everybody else wants, right? Like, you could call it catering to, catering to your fan base. You can call it selling out. But at the end of the day, it's still not you. And I think that that's where the problem comes in with a lot of musicians, you know, is that they don't trust themselves enough to be themselves because one thing fucking worked. You know, so they got one thing that works, so they're like, okay, we're going to keep doing this same thing over and over again until it, we bleed it completely fucking dry and nobody gives a shit anymore. Um, right. And if you... I have more respect for you as an artist if you're doing what the fuck you want to do and it's coming from you. I mean, I almost got fucking signed back in fucking... What was it? Nine... No. Thousand... Six, two thousand six, on Sony, but they wanted to get rid of two of the members. We're a s- s- seven guy group. They wanted to get rid of two. They said they're not necessary. We don't need them. And every single one of us voted on it. And we said no. We're not going to get rid of anybody. And never had an opportunity again. Oh well, fuck it, whatever. Um, and I never looked back. I don't regret the decision. I don't regret the decision that we made. You know. Right. 
we're, we're not going to fold what somebody else wants us to do. You found us, you like what you see, fucking go with it. Like, don't try to change it because you see potential. It's like, you know, I want to marry you, but I want you to change these things about yourself. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, I respect you as an artist. I respect you as an individual. I love your fucking music. You're a cool fucking dude to hang out with and talk to. I appreciate fuck everybody. it. <laughs> fuck everybody else, man. Fuck it. Now <laughs> <laughs> you're sounding like me. <laughs> I've been, dude, I'm 34 years old, man. I've been like that for fucking ever, man. Right. You know, so it's just, it's just how I am. I don't, and I don't care about what other people think. And if you look at my Twitter and you look at my social media, you know, my, I, for example, I run a community called the ball community. The ball community is since the, the death of vampire freaks, the ball community is the online goth community. You know, we run it through a goddamn Discord server. We don't even have a website yet. Um, and it, it's just an alternative lifestyle community. The Ball Show is directly connected to that. Actually, but all, but, you know, whatever. Um, and I don't care what people think. People constantly come in here and ask, you know, in, into the, the, the web show, the podcast, those normal streams, are you Satanist? Do you, do you kill babies? You know... And uh, ignorant pieces of shit, whatever. Think whatever the fuck you want to think. I don't give a shit, you know? Because I don't know if you can see the stream, if you got the stream up at all or anything, but like between you and me, there's a goat head with two snakes right below us, you know? <laughs> and, you know, people come in, they see that shit, and they're just like, whatever. And obviously the background doesn't help much, but... Yeah. Anywho, um... So, with all of that being said, there's one thing that I didn't ask you last time that I kind of did want to ask you. Um, and so, you basically started the whole agrotech kind of movement, basically, that whole musical genre, right? Um, you brought that to my attention, actually, the last interview, like between you and Cyclo9, because you both of you kind of started, like you said, you started at the same time. Um, I don't really, I, I mean, I, I can't really, because I don't want to, you know, stroke any egos or anything like that, because I don't really know. I just, during when we were, we came out from the beginning, it was like the first time I heard that term. And prior to that, I heard like Terror EBM and all this other mm -hmm. shit, like with like bands like Rosico and Suicide Commando. Mm -hmm. And this, this, this term or genre name that came out, Agrotech, all of a sudden, someone said that to us and said, oh, uh, you and Cyclone 9 are like the best agrotech groups. And I'm like, what the fuck? What is agrotech? And I actually asked, I was like, I asked like around, I was like, what, is, what the fuck is agrotech? And someone like told me, and I was like, okay, I've never heard of that before. And they're like, oh, it's this new thing that, people are calling so you guys that's exactly what the point that i want to get to does it offend you that people call you agrotech i mean it, it's weird like when we we're doing the whole like straight metal stuff i i, I was because i was like oh we're not that anymore and but i mean it's like 
I honestly don't give a fuck anymore because, I mean, if that's where we started out and if that's what people want to call us, then, I mean, it's kind of awesome to to think that, like, you know, if that's the case, if we started that, that, that name, us and Cyclone and a couple of other bands, I mean, it's kind of cool that, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you guys are the, the, the shit, the, the best agrotech or whatever. People say that. It's kind of cool, you know, that we, I guess, created a, a genre. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it doesn't really bother me as much anymore. I mean, I just call it all of it industrial or EBM. I mean, I just think we're like that with metal. <laughs> I mean, I would, people... I would definitely put you more industrial. I mean, that's like you, Nine Inch Nails... You know, Cyclone 9. What do you think of Bile? Um, I mean, I, I I know I've met Chris. What's funny, his name's Christoph, too, the singer. I've, uh, I've met him a few times in New York. And, you know, I remember one song on the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Back in, like, the early 90s or something. And I thought that song was cool. And... I'm not really, like, I don't know too much of the music. Like, that wasn't really a band that I got into. I have respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like that one song. But, I mean, as far as, like, all that, I mean, I was more into Ministry and Skinny Puppy and mm-hmm. um, obviously Nine Inch Nails because that's, like, my favorite fucking band. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like Nail Bomb and um, Fear Factory shit like that dude i met i met burton in 2011 he's such a down-to-earth motherfucker like yeah i talked to him like years ago and he was a cool dude yeah i never got the chance to talk to dino dino was just like all over the place um so (laughs) that was just him um oh shit i just brain fart i completely just forgot the next question that it's it's live folks it's live um, we're old. So, yeah, yeah, we both are. We're both fucking old. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but you said you're pushing forty. So, uh, I'm not that. I don't look it. You at don't. All. You don't. You don't. You don't look like you're pushing forty at all. I, I'll give you that. I'll I give you that. Some of my aides are like, "Wait, I thought you were like 25," and I'm like, "Oh, I wish." I would have. I would have thought. I honestly like looking at like your photo work. I don't know who edits your damn photos, right? But, like, you look like you're, like, maybe 32 at most, right? And even, like, in person talking to you right now, looking at you, I'd still push at most 35. Like, 34, 35. Like, I'll take it. <laughs> take it. So, all right. Graphic design. While we're just bullshitting. Who does your, all your design work? Who does your edits? For photos or yeah, for... your photos, your album work, stuff like because your artwork's it's fucking a lot insane. Of different people throughout the years. I mean, the lot the the album that just came out. I think I his name is Wad. He's done a, a lot of artwork for just mainly industrial acts. I used some guy of the UK Machine Room Designs who did a lot of work with like My Dying Bride and the Foreshadowing, a bunch of like big doom bands. And then uh, we've used a lot of photographers, and I'm just very specific about how I want things to look. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But like so, mm-hmm. makeup wise and outfit stuff, that's that's us. So we've been doing it for special effects and like the theatrics has always been just kind of a important part. Rock on. So out of out of like embarrassingly, I have to admit, um, I actually did a, a fan edit of one of your photos myself. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. I, I um, so there's a picture of you standing in front of like a metal gate. And I really love the makeup that you were wearing in the photo. So I put you behind it in front of a church, like a decrepit hmm. de- just church. Um, I shot it at you on Twitter and I shot it at you on Instagram. I think you saw it on Instagram. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll, so, it. I'll, I'll have to take a look at it. Yeah. So, I mean, that was last year, I think. Okay. It was before the new album dropped. Um, so, but I did it because I, I just, like, when I see something and I was like, okay, that's fucking cool. And so I do edits and shit like that. But, um, dude. This is this has been fun as shit, man. <laughs> Just hearing me rant about being uh, annoyed with everything, dude. It's it's fun to find somebody else that's annoyed with everything the same way I am. <laughs> like, I think that's I, another reason. I'm like, I I start going on like I I have to catch myself a couple times and like start venting on my my fucking. Mm-hmm. Facebook and I immediately delete. I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking be that. Yeah. I made that mistake a couple years ago, started bitching about shit on Twitter that I shouldn't have bitched about, deleted it later. Right. (laughs) You know, he's like, yep, no, no, don't want to offend anybody. Uh, (laughs) Which is, which is funny. Here we go. I'm going to go into something else now. I I think it's, tell me what you think about this. I, I understand like not being a fucking asshole to people, like not being a piece of shit, like a piece of shit is a piece of shit. But growing up, and I think you and I kind of grew up probably in the same era, right? The whole idea was to offend people. Like we, I, I'll speak for myself. I did what I did when I was younger, dude. I did the full face makeup, painted nails, the trench coat, the six inch platform boots, you know, that went up to the knee. Like I did the whole fucking thing and I enjoyed pissing people off by looking the way that I looked like I enjoyed it wholeheartedly. Like, you know, the, the Christian right, they got pissed off. You're going to go, you're going to burn in hell. You know, it's like it's your hell you burn in it. Um, and now it's, you can't offend anyone. What, what's your take on it? Oh man. Don't, don't, I'm not asking for don't, politics. Don't I don't want to get into fucking burns. politics, but. Um, so I used to just offend people to offend people. And I feel like it was mostly to get some sort of attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I, I think I mentioned that I'm sober. I had a mm-hmm. bad alcohol and drug problem. And I literally, I have a really bad reputation in the past. And I look back at myself from like, you know, shit I would do. And I just, a lot of it, I feel like it's just fucking childish and attention seeking. So now when it comes to, again, left-hand path, when it comes to rebellion, it's rebellion Mm -hmm. with a purpose. It's not rebellion 
because you want to be some attention seeking mm-hmm. idiot, mm-hmm. you know? So a lot of shit I would do back in the day, I, I uh, to be controversial, I just look back at it. I'm like, man, it's fucking stupid. Like you could be controversial where there's a meaning mm-hmm. that is going to hit someone because you really truly are against it. Not right. because like, I'm not going to do something again. If some someone's a Christian and that's what they believe in and they're a great person, I can have a normal fucking conversation with them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to shit on their parade just because they're a Christian. Mm-hmm. That just shows that I'm fucking immature and uh, juvenile. Um, that goes with anybody, you know? It's like, again, I, I follow my own beliefs. I share my own beliefs. You can, you can respect it. You can have interest and learn more about it. But I'm not going to be an asshole about it. That's just not my place. Like, you know, me being vegan, I'm not going to be an asshole to someone who eats meat. So... There's a lot of things I would do just to be offensive, but there was no, there was nothing to it. There was nothing to it. There was no uh, foundation of it. It was just bullshit. Mm -hmm. It was just to, to get a bunch of people to be like, oh, that's fucking cool. I don't give a fuck about that. Right. Right. It's like, it's the same thing about Facebook making a post. Are you going to make a post because it truly is going to mean something? It's like these trolls that go and like talk shit. What are you gaining out of this? Does this have some sort of impact on your life? Truth. Truth. So I I... I don't do anything anymore unless it has some sort of impact on something that I'm doing. If it has nothing to do with like something that's going to, um, have some sort of like meaningful impact. There's no point of doing it. Like, yeah, I, I talk about the subject of like uh, Christianity, and and I hear some fans say, "Oh, you know, I'm a Christian, and I listen to you, to your music. Um, I love the Poisoning the Step of Babel video, but I'm Christian. Do you, are you against that? No, I'm not. Listen to it." Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a Christian, you like our music, great. You know, I, like, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, do you remember the, the 80s metal group Striper? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, this has just been, like, a, a thing that we've been listening to. And, like, it's like all they talk about is Jesus. But, man, do they fucking slay. They're so good. Yes. <laughs> it's yes, like one of those bands where you're like, man... I'm so embarrassed, but I actually like this, you know, it's like, <laughs> finally you're like, fuck it. They're, they're good musicians. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is, this is true. This is true. Like there, I definitely have, yeah, there's definitely things I listen to that I'm not going to mention that I listen to, but yeah, I definitely understand the meaning. Um, I mean, that's cool. I mean, and I agree with you. I, um, it, 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 all, is, it also comes down to growing up, too. It is. It is. It comes down to growing up. Like, when you're younger, it's fun to piss people off just to piss them off. And it's kind of easy to do. Like, honestly, at the end of the day, there's a short list of things that you or I could do that would just completely put everybody into an uproar. 
um, but without a purpose, without trying to draw attention to something that needs attention, there's really kind of like no point. So we're about to release the music video for Sleep Paralysis this month. And there's a lot of shit in there that's controversial, but it's needed. It's needed because I personally think the content in the video needs to be shared to point blame at everybody. Because I think everybody is an executor and a victim. And mm -hmm. everything I want to release has to have sort of meaning. If it's going to be controversial, it's going to have to piss people off because I want them to look at themselves in the mirror and be like, wow, this is who I've become. God, you know, would you say there's so many things that I want to ask you going down that road, but this is not the podcast to do that on. <laughs> this is, I can't, I can't, I can't go that direction on here. Um, but I definitely, I definitely hear you. Um, so I, I think, I think that there's a lot of people out there that but the one thing that I can't stand and tell me what you think about this um, right now is like the absolute polarization of our, our society right now. Like everything's so one side or the other. And I remember a time where talking about like with racism and then the black lives matter and all that like it's, 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 like it's, it's honestly it's everything it's like the the people trump that want to wear masks the people that don't want to mask the people that are for trump the people that are for biden the people that it's everything is like split down the damn middle oh man i mean this is part of the subjects of what i'm talking about and you know the new album is that I want to point a finger at society, and I'm talking about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's like you have piece of shit racism, mm -hmm. you know, like white power fucking people, and then you have the Black Lives Matter, and you have the people that are showing poor examples of that, who yeah. go and beat the fuck out of a white person for no fucking reason. And mm -hmm. then it's like, it's like both sides of the, the, the coin. It's like there's just a piece of shits from both sides. Yeah. It's like uh, it's uh, just uh, yeah. how society is right now. It's just like like someone asked me, like, did you vote? I'm like, no. So you're you're for Trump? No. So you're I don't they're both they're all fucked up. They're all, 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 you, all you had to do is watch the first presidential debate and you watch that and you're like, well, what the fuck, man? Exactly. Like, they're both fucking idiots. It's like <laughs> we're in an era where, what's his name? Kanye fucking West. Oh, Jesus, uh, yeah. Was uh, saying he was going to go for president. It's like, dude, I just don't want to be a part of any of it. I just want to jump in my little time machine and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I'm just like... I'm just so appalled and disgusted by every side of the, the human race. I, I just really focus on myself and the people who are close to me mm -hmm. and uh, turn off the TV, turn off. I mean, like I'm talking about like news and turn off yeah. social media, 
someone comes to me about it, I just don't yeah. fucking want to hear it. I don't care. Like, I, I've heard enough about the fucking corona. I, I want one year where I don't hear the name Trump, coronavirus, fucking. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Talk. Like, I don't want to hear any of it. I just want to write my music and play my Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never had a problem talking about politics when the politics was about policy. Like, I had no no problem with it. Like, me and my my, my best friend in when I when I still lived in New York, um, we would pull out a bottle of Clan McGregor scotch and just sit there from seven o'clock at night until like eight o'clock in the morning trying to solve the world's problems over a bottle of scotch. Yeah, but I'm sure yeah. you had some sort of intellectual conversation. Yes, yes, it was. Bullshit in- is not intellectual. It's, it's not. It's it fucking is. stupid. And that's what I miss about that's like I, I can't I honestly like I used to enjoy talking about politics through having intelligent conversation and just kind of having that intelligent back and forth. But what about this part? What about that part? How about this? How about that? Uh, okay, yeah. And like there's a middle ground that you kind of meet on and you're kind of you just have the conversation and that's it. I it's mean, done. Here, here's like one of the the ridiculous things and i it's just there's no logic in my opinion behind it i get it people are frustrated Mm -hmm. but there is this thing going around that's killing people and that we're supposed to be trying to contain Mm -hmm. wrong time to do riots and if you're gonna do a riot don't just start destroying shit for no fucking reason Mm-hmm. Like, I, I saw videos where people were just getting pulled out of their cars for no fucking reason and getting the, beat, the shit beat them. Okay, what is that accomplishing? What what are we what are we trying to accomplish? I get it. I get the riding side and stopping certain things, but mm-hmm. there's certain things that are not doing that. Mm-hmm. Now we're just being doing things because everybody else is doing things. Like, people started riding just because the next asshole was riding and they really didn't believe in what the person mm-hmm. who actually you know had a, a you know a reason for doing it yeah they just wanted to do it because everybody else is doing it and i saw people with their phones mm-hmm. pulling out of the car oh you're gonna get your fucking likes for being an asshole mm-hmm. Back to exactly. social media, bam. yep exactly exactly and it's on both sides like don't so one thing I think that is necessary to say, like one thing I've noticed doing this type of thing for a while, like public speaking like this, is you have to be very, very specific, very clear on what it is that you say or it gets taken out of context. And it, it ex- exactly. Um, you'll get like a, you'll get a sound bite taken out and then a poof. You're all over social media for all the wrong fucking reasons. Well, I, I don't, I don't say. I mean, I'm like saying what I'm saying here, but uh-huh. I try not to. Yeah. Because no, and and I mean, any like, of oh this. God, did he just say mm-hmm. that? Exactly. Like, so neither, so neither of us. Racist or is he not racist? And it's like. Uh-huh. Exactly. Not racist. You're just pinpointing certain things. Exactly. And you're the other fucking side of what I just said. Mm-hmm. The context, Just context, hear, people, like, context is important. It's like mm-hmm. you're hearing what you want to hear. Exactly, exactly. Right? You just want to, like, people want to fish clout, and they're going to try to, like, like banish somebody else because they want to be fucking famous for five goddamn minutes. 
No, I completely understand. I completely understand. And one thing that I think we need to make completely and utterly clear here is that when we talk about writing, people like to automatically think that when somebody says that, that they're only talking about BLM or Antifa. It's not just them doing it. There are white supremacists going out that are dressing up or acting or infiltrating or being part of different groups and causing problems where there aren't I'm problems. I'm not even just talking about those type of riots. I'm talking about in general. Like, I, I feel like... Let's go back I'm, to... I'm with you. Yep, go for it. Yeah, we probably should wrap this up soon, but I'll, I'll leave it at this. Okay. Let's go back to 9-11. Mm-hmm. There was a point where no one even thought about that they lived in America, blah, 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 blah. And then the 9-11 thing happened. Everybody had their American flags all over their SUVs. It's not that they fucking cared what happened with 9-11. It's just they were doing it because everybody else was doing it. It's like if you're Mm going to do something, do it because you really, truly believe in it. Don't Mm -hmm. do it because the next asshole did it. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. See, so 9-11. That's the mentality. Yes. 9-11 is actually very personal for me because my uncle was a firefighter that died in the when the towers came down. Um, so it's very personal to me. But um, I always took the stance that we still need to be open-minded regardless of how people think or feel who did what or when, like, whatever. You don't do shit just because everybody else is doing it. You do it because you have a purpose behind it. Like... Hey you truly feel it like you don't mm-hmm. you don't just do things because because you just want to follow what everybody else is doing like exactly it has to be authentic like like i'm not gonna go vote because i don't give a fuck which one of those assholes yeah you know who and i want I, to be president gonna tell me well you should go vote no i'm gonna tell you who i want I to be president i want keith or southerland to be president <laughs> if you've ever watched Designated Survivor, I want Keith or Sutherland to be president. Hey, I'll, I'll vote. That's when I'll vote. <laughs> All right. So, Christoph, we have been on for almost an hour and a half. Thank you so much. This has been a fucking blast, man. You know, as per usual on the show, tell everybody where they can find you, what you got going on, and. Um, so you can find, we're signed to now Artifact Records. We're on every single digital outlet. Um, I guess you can only get CDs now online because there's nowhere really to go. Um, so we're releasing a new music video for our track Sleep Paralysis. It should be coming out in a couple of weeks. I don't know exactly when. But, um, yeah, you can find, just type in our name on Google and you can find our shit. 